Okay, guys, welcome back to another week of uh, Steroids Are Good. Um, joining you on the week, the last week of July, actually. You know, things are moving faster than I thought, you know. Uh, August is about to start soon next week, so hope everyone is doing well. And uh, I know that people complain about this a little bit. I don't know whether it's recent complaints or, you know, people complained about it a lot more in the past or something. But uh, today is going to be an NBA-heavy episode. There's some news coming out of the NBA in terms of, like, a new coach was just hired for the Knicks and um, players getting injured and stuff like that so that is that's coming up and then we're also because um, you know the news came out that uh, basically these eight games aren't going to be counted pretty much for the awards and that the awards are going to be based off the games that have already been played we thought it'd be fun to share with everyone here what uh, our picks for MVP defensive player of the year rookie of the year all that all those award stuff are so that's pretty much what we're going to be doing this week so uh, how's your weekend Dex yeah it's really good just been relaxing um, I finally I know this sounds crazy but finally uh, got all the Easter eggs and Call of Duty WW2 for zombies was really proud <laughs> I mean that's pretty much it's quarantine life that's all how was yours yeah, pretty much similar, man. I, you know, I had some stuff to do today, but you know, overall, pretty relaxing. Just work and you know, watching TV and stuff like that. Trying to be careful, all that stuff, you know. So I think we can pretty much just jump right into it. So probably the most like prominent like injury news that's come out of like the bubble so far has been that Demontis Savonis from the Pacers. He is going to be pretty much out for like the season it looks like, you know, and that's a pretty big blow for them. They have some nice depth there. They have a few big men there, but you know, he's pretty much one of their like best big men. You know, he's developed into this really good like low post scorer type of guy. He's someone who's pretty much been like a consistent leader for that team. Victor Oladipo has been like injured this year and so you know him and Malcolm Brogdon those guys have kind of been their best players like consistently this year. Victor has shown some flashes once he came back but really consistently he's probably been one of their top two guys this year so this is a big blow for them man and you know with Victor and with a healthy team I think they could have maybe challenged for even maybe like surprising someone and maybe sneaking into the conference finals or something like that but now i see them as maybe being like someone who might get out in the first round or if they're lucky get to the second round what do you think of that man yeah i feel like um definitely i feel like you know sabonis going out i feel like he was really an intricate part of the pacers you know even when victor aloadipo went out he was you know he kept them in that playoff hunt he's a very very good player his dad was an amazing player and and you know he's following suit with his pop like he's an amazing player that's a big hit that's a big hit like you said they have really good depth but you know he was very intricate on the def- on the defensive end his player efficiency rating for like power four slash centers i believe he's like seventh or like eighth in, in the league and so you know that that per is really 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 important you know that clues in i know you're the stats guy <laughs> i'm not but he is like if you really look it up for like power four slash centers like i think i think he plays power four i think he's like number like seven or eight like he's really really established so yeah they're going to take a big hit i think that you know with him being in the lineup with Victor Oladipo being able to close and you know take over games and just everything that they had you know they had Malcolm Brogdon you know he was an intricate piece for Milwaukee last year 
uh, that that was a team to look out for, especially in this this situation. You know, they're young, they're they have experience, they have good great coaching. You know, their staff is amazing. I really would have I thought that you know I I have Boston taking it all this year, but I felt like Indiana and Boston was going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I do agree with you with that. So you know, it's a big hit. You know, I, I hate to see you know him go out. You know, he was just like on the up and up. You know, he was starting to gain some momentum as you know being a, a really good and efficient player and sad to see him go, you know, really high expectations for him for next season. If, you know, if we have a season, regular season, really high expectations. But yeah, I, I really had Indiana being in my Easter conference finals this year. Once I knew Victor Aluadipa, he, Victor Aluadipa was coming back. He looks like he has his legs under him. Like, I don't know if you've seen him actually he, who, but yeah, he, he yeah, was good. I, yeah, that situation is kind of shitty for Victor there, man. Like, he was like, you know, he had an injury that wasn't related to COVID and he was going to take the time off because of that. But apparently, like, the NBA wasn't going to pay him. Like, the Pacers even were like, oh, you know, we want we want him to get paid even if he doesn't play. But I guess the league has, like, a rule that, like, you know, if you choose to sit out, like, he was choosing to rest his, like, injured leg and rehab it and stuff like that. Like, if you choose to sit out, even if, like, the team doctor says that you don't, that, you know, you're a available player or whatever, you don't get paid or something like that. So... You know, I think that's just, like, a bad situation that he's in. So, hopefully he's all right and, you know, he can play pretty well. But, yeah, it looks like he is getting kind of his legs under him and stuff like that. So, that's good. And kind of the second topic to come out of quarantine, much more lighthearted than the first one, was uh, Lou Williams <laughs> was photographed, basically, <laughs> in the club by, uh, I think, a rapper. Jack Harlow, I think the rapper's name is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were photographed in a club together. And, um, you know, there were reports that he was at, like, a strip club or something like that in Orlando. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I think like the guy, uh, Jack Harlow said something about, oh, you know, this is from years ago and I was just reminiscing or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. That just seems like a dodge. And yeah, it looks like, you know, Lou is going to have to go back into, um, quarantine in the bubble or whatever for the next 10 days or something like that, because it looks like he did break quarantine. So yeah, man, I mean, we've been talking about this a little bit, but I thought it was just funny that, you know, we've already started seeing, like, without the games even really officially having started yet, we've had scrimmages and stuff like that, but no official games yet, and, you know, guys are already leaving to go to, like, the club and stuff like that, so, yeah, I don't know, I don't really know how they're going to manage this if this is already happening this way, and if it's getting out into the media this way, you know, if people are just kind of seeing that and just kind of seeing that they're doing whatever they want, I think it's, you know, not great news for the league if they want to promote, like, safety or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sweet Lou. All I gotta say to you is, what's popping? <laughs> what's popping, sweet Lou? Like, hey, he should not have went out. I mean, he went to Atlanta. Obviously, he likes what Atlanta has to offer. You know what I'm saying? He went with Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow's hot right now. Like, it, it is what it is. I mean, I feel, I like. And, and I know everybody would say, well, the Celtics, and you thought the Celtics in Indiana. I know, just going at my NBA listeners, they were like, that's where's Milwaukee, right? I don't believe even in the quarantine setting, if Giannis doesn't have a jump shot, they could beat either the Celtics or the Pacers fully, you know, at full staff. I just don't feel it. I don't feel like they had that. That's why Malcolm Brogdon knows Milwaukee, played for Milwaukee. He knows the ins and outs. The coaching didn't change. The players didn't change. Like, there's just certain things. So that's, I'm, I'm just touching on that. But yeah, um, about that, I feel like the Clippers are done. 
Like, honestly, I do. Sweet Lou's going to sit there and there. He's having problems. Uh, I believe Patrick Beverly is out now. Did you read about that? I believe that Patrick yeah. Beverly. Yeah, I yeah. saw something like that, that apparently he's... Is he injured or is he having to, like, go... Is he did leave the bubble or something like that? I think he's injured, and I think he's gone, gone. I don't know. I didn't get to read it. I seen it on... Um, I think... Uh, who, I don't know who... I think it was Chris Broussard, you know, for Fox that sat there and reported it first, but... Um, that's a big hit. Patrick Beverly is the Kevin Garnett of the Clippers. I mean, they have rough riders. They got you know Montrez Harrell. They have you know a couple of other guys. Kawhi, oh, actually, a uh, breaking news from three hours ago is that he did rejoin the Papa did rejoin the Clippers in the bubble. Like, oh, so he's was, back now. Yeah, yeah. There was a family oh emergency, I guess. And so yeah, three hours ago, Bleacher Report reported that you know he's uh, back in the bubble now. Okay, good. So hey, the Clippers is cool. Sweet Lou, stop going to Atlanta. Go see the strippers later, bro. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, there's also sort of rumors about Lou and like you know how he likes to go out and stuff like that. And you know he still plays well. And you know like apparently the young guys have tried to go out with him and they can't really hang with him like that or whatever. They can't play well at the same level even have to go out or whatever. But yeah, at this point. They're trying to win a championship, and you know it would be, um, you know, like selfish to the team, you know, to like, you know, kind of like selfish to his team and his teammates and stuff like that. For you know, if he keeps doing this and gets suspended or something like that. Then, yeah, but you, know, you know, but you know what? But you know what? Honestly, if that gets him up to par, like I'm not, you know, okay. So you guys know our our name is steroids are good. That means you know we say controversial things because that's what we believe and that's it's just it is what it is. Like I'm just gonna be honest with you. If he has to go get him some hmm <laughs> you know, for every before every game and it makes him play the way he plays and he's been sits man of the year a couple of times and whatever whatever gets him going, do what you gotta do, homie. After watching the last dance after you know with Dennis Rodman had to go over to Las Vegas and party yeah, and come but back. Like- but, like, I'm sure there's plenty of, like, Disney workers who are there, and I'm sure that there are plenty of them that are willing to, you know, do that, <laughs> as you put it, stuff with uh, Lou Williams or stuff like that, famous athlete and all that stuff. They don't you know, build go, them like they do up in Atlanta, though, I mean, yeah, but, like, yeah, I'm, I'm saying, you know, yeah, they, they, that's for sure. But, you know, what I'm saying is, like, you know, there's there's ways to go about it that are probably, like, you know, more, like, you know, less, like, putting your team in, like, you know, risk of, like, you know, not even just losing of like putting people's put putting people's health at risk and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean Jerry yeah. West is like what very old at this point. Is he in the bubble? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you want to put. I don't know if you want to be the guy that gives Jerry West the coronavirus because you no, know, you don't want to be like that. You'll be you'll be yeah. yeah you'll be kicked out the league if you do that. Yeah. Jerry West. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, I don't think that we. Uh, yeah, I think that you know just some discretion, I guess. There in safety is all. I guess we're, we're basically trying to say. Yeah, exactly. Two words, sweet Lou was popping okay yeah okay come on we can say <laughs> yeah, what's the <yeah>. next one <laughs> all right so i guess that's pretty much it for bubble news so the other kind of like real major like breaking news outside of the bubble and the first coaching hire of the season actually you know we've seen a couple coaches get fired but the first hire of the season has been tom thibodeau to the knicks so um you know uh i want i'm you know as a knicks fan i kind of wanted to go second on this so i kind of wanted to hear your thoughts first what do you think of the knicks hire tom thibodeau man yeah, okay. Yeah, I was an excellence fan back in the 90s. But, yeah, I'll definitely go first because I got some shit to say. So, mm, Tom Thibodeau, not a good look. I really wanted Mark Jackson to get that role. Why won't they hire Mark Jackson? The hell is going on here? Like, I get it. Like, 
you know, he got, you know, he got, you know, he, I think it was somebody him going on Sundays to church, you know, in LA when he was with the Clippers and it was going against, you know, the GMs, like the GM didn't want him to do that, I guess, or whatnot. Cause he's a religious man. You know what I'm saying? But think about it is like, he developed, he developed awesome players, like legendary players, hall of fame players. And this man can't get a job. He cannot get a job. He played for New York. He played against New York. They got young, amazing talent in New York. And you get Tom Thibodeau, where he, I think Tom Thibodeau was in like Minnesota. What the hell did he do in Minnesota? Yeah, he was in Chicago before that, though. Chicago is really like the basis of his record. That was the team I don't, that won to the I, conference I finals. I can't And like, know. you know, he developed mm. Derrick Rose into an MVP. He developed Derrick like, Rose. Derrick yeah, Rose he developed did. Like, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose developed him. I mean, yeah, but like you could say the same thing about the play, about like Steph and uh, Clay that they developed Mark rather than Mark developed them or something like that, right? I mean, what is that uh, like really that you're saying? Like, you know, what is the line there? I guess and, because you know, Tom Tib the the line that I'm saying, Tom Thibodeau is a great coach. I, I get he's okay. No, I'm not gonna say great. I'm not gonna be politically correct. He's he's an all right coach. All right, he played. He sat there, sat behind Doc Rivers for a minute in Boston as a defensive court, the defensive coach, defensive coordinator, whatever it is. And then he went over to Chicago. He walked into an amazing situation. You and me both know Derrick Rose didn't get hurt. What is whatever you want to call it. Derrick Rose would have been a three-time MVP with two championships by now if he did not get hurt. You and me both know that. The thing about it is he walked in Derrick Rose, Joe Kim Noah, Lou Aldane. He had Jimmy Butler. He, he, I mean, he had a lot of – he had a squad with Chicago, which, okay, you, when you have a good squad, that's what I happens. I mean, Derrick Rose, I would say Derrick Rose maybe we can argue with, but I think that he he's someone who developed Jimmy Butler for sure. Jimmy Butler was like the 30th pick when uh, he was there, man. Like he wasn't like a touted guy or anything like all, and he basically turned into an all-star with under uh um Tibbs. so yeah i think you know he has no he didn't jimmy sure. no he yeah. didn't jimmy butler was a defensive specialist in chicago he, he went like to a, minnesota he, and no, established his offensive game now miami's a leader you no know, he was like an all-star by like 2014 2015 man like you can look it up he like he basically became like an offensive player under Tibbs. so yeah i believe that jimmy butler is a hustler he was a defensive specialist in chicago he went to minnesota established his offensive game showing that he was something to be reckoned with when he got to philadelphia he developed being a leader because he was with young dudes when he, and now he's in Miami he could take them all the way but my thing about it is is that Tom Thibodeau I mean uh, Tim Thibodeau or whatever Thibodeau he sat there and I felt difference between I guess Mark and Thibodeau is that Mark okay so the only guaranteed player that you knew that was going to do whatever that he was going to do was Steph but Steph was always injured Steph couldn't play. The offense that they were running prior to Mark Jackson with uh, Monte Ellis, all the, you know, Mark Jackson literally got rid of that, you know, we believe team and put all his money on Steph and draft picks. And he developed that squad. Like, wherever wherever you want to say, he put Draymond in that starting lineup. He sat there. He drafted Klay Thompson. He he, he actually he didn't was, put Draymond in the starting lineup, man. While, uh, while Mark was there, Draymond only started, like, 31 games over two years. And then once Steve Kerr came in, that's when Draymond actually started, like, starting games. No, once. No, once, man, it's oh, 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
2014 was like when Steve came, Kerr came in, and that's when like he actually started like becoming like a regular starter for the Warriors. 20, yeah, but 2013 is when he Mark started gave like Draymond he, that. No run. man, he started like yes, 12 did, or bro. 17 games or something like that in 2013. Oh my god! Yes, you can you can literally look this up, man. It's a fact. Like I'm not like this isn't like you know also arguing about Kobe or something like that. And how good Kobe <laughs> is or something. This is a proven fact that this is the Kobe's case, the man. is a goat. But <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. I hear, but oh, Kobe! I hear, oh, I heard a goat. Okay, goat man, right. right there, right? All right, so the okay, Mamba. So you're saying better than Michael Jumman. Jordan, then? Huh? Oh, so you're saying he's better than Michael Jordan? I mean, him and Jumman is at the same table. No, no, no. him and Jumman is at the same no. table. I would say Jordan guys, is we're not. Bo- Jordan is at the table by himself. No one is also at the, at the table with him. But, oh, there was Kobe. Right, there you go again. No, okay, wait. We're not finna do this. Yeah, Prashanta, yeah. do not. We don't need to derail the show again. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't need that. But yeah, let's say focus up. Okay, I'm gonna focus. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, Mar Jackson did develop these players. I feel like Mar Jackson has not got give has not been given the opportunity. He's really smart. I mean, I, I okay. I'm tired of seeing Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Okay, Thibodeau had Jimmy Butler right in Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. No. He had Car Anthony Towns. Um, he had a couple shooters. I don't know who else. And then he had like a lot of like glue, like glue players. Like just I mean, players. Honestly, that- like that team was, I think, like the third seed or something like that before Jimmy got injured. And what has that team ever done without Jimmy and Tibbs? Right, like that the year that like the full year that Tibbs was there with Jimmy and everyone else. Like the year like before he got traded. Like the full year there. Like they went to the playoffs after the first time in like years and years. Like he took that team to the playoffs. Him and Jimmy like basically took that team to the playoffs that year. Once, I, uh, once they got in there. So yeah, I think that like, I think that he is a good coach, and I guess I can jump in here no. and say that like, I the I think that the main thing for Mark Jackson more than anything else is that he uh, kind of has been known to I, I you know I hadn't heard about that church stuff or whatever, but I did you know there has been a lot of reporting about Mark Jackson having a lot of friction with like his assistant coaches and his like style like being like kind of like you know against them or something like that there was this one story where an assistant coach was like apparently like had such a stressful situation there that he was like taping practices and then he got fired by management or something like that another time i guess like festus azili was injured and he apparently mark jackson told like the rest of the team that festus wanted you guys to play badly because he was injured and he wanted you guys to struggle without him and that basically like everyone else on the team basically yelled at festus and pretty much like made him cry and stuff like that and he was like no that wasn't me and stuff like that so yeah he's had these weird situations with these teams man where like you know fake news no i mean that's literally been reported out and stuff like that so i just uh you know you can't fake news fake news that's real reporters saying that stuff so yeah i mean like ultimately because he does have like he did have like good players there like we don't know what kind of a coach he is i guess is what i'm saying because i think that like more than him i think that steve kerr developed those guys a lot more than him right steve kerr yeah he did dude no, like he, he did not he, he re he reinvented that offense and he made he that offense shit. yes he did he, steve kerr is the one who reinvented that offense Seb, the, the 73 and 9 ones right yeah who, that was steve who, kerr. 73 and 9 who was the coach through the majority of that season I mean, Luke Walton was like Thank the you. assistant coach, but Steve Kerr put that system into place last year when he literally was the guy that like took them to the cha- took them like won the championship like his first year there like immediately, right? I mean, who, Steph no, was no, like no, Steph was like what like uh, uh, like you know Steph was like pretty Steph I think took a major leap up. Steph went up went from being like what like a solid All Star level guy under Mark Jackson to being like the MVP under Steve Kerr. So yeah, man. No, just, Steve yeah. Kerr runs Steve Kerr Steve Kerr runs off of K what he got off of KD. I'm I'm telling you, Steve no, Kerr. I know that the championship that they won without KD, uh, 
Mike Brown was involved in that one. No. And then no, yes, he Steve was. Steve Kerr was the head coach of that team. Oh, my God. Yeah, but Mike Brown was the one that was. Steve Kerr yeah. has uh, health issues. You know, Steve you know, Kerr has health know, issues. That's fine or whatever. But like, Okay, Steve so Mike Brown the, was the one Steve, that had to go for Steve Kerr whenever Steve, Steve Kerr is not missing in the games. When yeah, Steve Kerr is like, not there. Yes, uh, Steve Kerr is still like a better coach than Mark Jackson. I would say, and I'd rather he have is Steve not Kerr. a better. Yes, coach. he is. Yes, he, he couldn't is. be a better GM in Phoenix. That's not. That's a different job. What are you talking about? Coaching DM is a completely different job. Doc and Rivers like, made it oh, seem easy. No, he didn't. Doc yes, Rivers. Did. Uh, <laughs> Doc Rivers. I was like a uh, as a as a Chris Paul fan. I like followed the Clippers pretty closely during that time. Doc Rivers was a horrible GM. He just signed like whoever was good for like the Celtics or like whoever played well in the series against him, and it was like constantly just like bad. Player. I think they give up a first round pick for Jeff Green. Okay, that's what Doc Rivers is. Okay, Jeff let's Green not. Amazing. <laughs> 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 like seriously. So yeah, I don't know, man. I just personally think that with that stuff and um, with all that stuff that I was saying about Steve with like the way he has causes friction with like even his own players and like his his assistant coaches and all that stuff like there's this weird story about how he wanted to fire brian scalabrini or something like that and he wanted to fire him publicly in front of like the entire team or something like that which is just like i don't know man like if you want to fire someone go ahead and fire someone but to like try and humiliate them in front of the whole team that's just like i don't know man like there's we, been, we don't know the backstory uh, there's okay, been stuff the- reported about yeah we don't know the backstory but what i'm saying is like if you want to fire someone go ahead and fire them but to do that and try and humiliate them in front of the whole team. I think that's just like you know, how we know Brian Skybrini talk about somebody's mama. How we know about that? How yeah, we know Brian Skybrini say nothing about I, Mark I Jackson? Don't, I don't. That would have been reported out if he had said something like other no, stuff. Yes, yes, it would have. Like other stuff has been reported. Mike, Steve, uh, uh, Mark Jackson is like a, a media member and stuff like that. And if like if someone like he's like one of the media now. Like so if like there was like stuff to report that was like putting him in a positive light, they would have done that. Like he is a member of the media. What are you talking about? He's like no, I say he's been part of the media. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's already part of the media. Like yeah, he's part of the media. So you know the media obviously like other journalists are going to defend one of their own who's also part of the media and stuff like that too, right? But the way that he has been like completely, I think like shut shut out. I think has more to do with the fact like this extra stuff that i'm talking about which you know while it doesn't necessarily reflect on the court you know off the court if you're creating like a weird atmosphere with your assistant coaches with players and stuff like that where you're trying to get your other players to like lying and try to get your other players to gang up on a guy i think that's just like the wrong way that's i think that's just like the wrong way to go about like being a coach and being a leader and stuff like that so i just know i just know that i just know that they was pretty much going to win a championship regardless no they were i totally disagree I I I totally disagree with that man. Like if if they would have if that would have happened, we would have seen like hints of that type of stuff before. And you know we saw flashes and stuff, but we didn't see any sort of like consistent thing like that before. They had like what won one round a year before, and they had lost in the first round that year. Like once Mark Jackson got fired, like Steph Curry wasn't like an MVP level player or anything. If Steve Kerr was if Steve Kerr is such a genius, then why can he have the Warriors go to playoffs this year? Because they're they have like very few good players this year, and most okay, of the good you, players but, are yeah. Injured. But the thing, but the thing about it is, the thing I'm not saying wants yeah, to realize. But like any coaches, Mark Jackson got rid of Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis, Monte Ellis was wasn't I, good. Monte Ellis, was yes, no, 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 no. Listen, no, no. Listen, I know you don't know this. I know you don't know this because you weren't. You're not a Warriors fan. But I'm telling you that we. When I say we believe, that's when the Warriors, the eight seeded Warriors, beat the I, Mavericks. I know. I'm not a Warriors okay. fan, but like I know okay. that, that happened. Like I've Monte about Ellis was the main dude. All, all the way until uh, Mark Jackson got no, rid of him. I would him. say Baron Davis was like more important than Monte. No, Monte. Yeah, Bar- Monte Baron was Davis, a dude. Like Corey Maggette, I think, was on that team too. Andres Biedrich, like I know that team. Like, <laughs> yeah, but Monte, Monte was, was, the, Monte Monte was, was like 
I disagree, I disagree with that completely, man. I think Monte was the guy who was known for like getting injured on a moped and stuff like that. That was who Monte was. Right? Monte he was, was a dude. He was Mark like Jackson a got rid of him and made he Steph was like the an man. overconfident type of guy, right? He would take. We'll like, see. We'll see. We'll like, see oh, when nah. the Nets go. I mean, the Knicks are going to be bad. Like the, the Knicks are going to be like bad, and I totally the Knicks are going to be bad, and I totally agree with that or whatever. But I don't think that Mark Jackson would have really helped anything. Yes, he would have because he's amazing at developing young talent. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's amazing at developing young talent. No, he developed Steph Curry he developed Klay Thompson I mean, one and two became, of the greatest shooters of all time those guys became what they were under Steve under uh, Steve Kerr not Mark Jackson those guys won their championships and became MVP and all-star level players under uh, Steve Kerr no, not Mark Steph Jackson was, uh, no after Mark got to Steph and Clay, that's when they started making noise what problem that. was is that they sat there and didn't like how Mark Jackson was doing Mark Jackson and the GM did not get along he did not get along with the GM. And once they sat there and realized that that wasn't going to work, they put brought in Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr didn't do anything but come into a 73-win team. I, I yes, absolutely disagree with that man. He changed the offense. He had, he was the one. He changed actually, the fucking offense. Yes, he did. He was the one who started Draymond Green and stuff like that. Not Mark. Steve. Steve Kerr was the one who started Draymond Green and stuff like that. And that's why, despite like you know, you always see like. Um, uh, Draymond and Steve like arguing on the bench or whatever they're always like cool with each other afterwards because I think Draymond even knows that like this is the guy who was like you know really put took a chance on him and put him up there and stuff like that right more than Mark because again like I've said this is this is just a pure and simple fact that anyone can look up if you look up Draymond Green then you will see that like 2011 2012 to 13 13 to 14 when Mark Jackson was there he wasn't starting all that much 2014 to 15 the first year they win the championship the year Steve Kerr gets there he becomes a regular starter that year so yeah that's all I'm saying he becomes that, a regular starter with Steve Kerr because somebody because oh boy got injured as yeah but still he does become the regular so starter. Steve Kerr didn't make the decision he did make the he could have no, started didn't. Else. it was by default that own boy yeah got but injured. still he still put he still put the, he still put him in there though and he's still the one who empowered him to be to be like that Steve Kerr didn't develop him yes, so I'm not going to give that to him i will I'll, I'll give that to him he didn't he did not develop steph curry he did not I'll, develop Clay I mean, thompson i mean when did the when did steph curry become an mvp when did clay thompson become known as like one of the greatest shooters of all time once steve kirk got in there so yeah no once they got national recognition no, that mark no, jackson I, got them that national no. recognition that, mark jackson did not yeah. get them national recognition it see was this uh, that's fine that's fine the knicks can sit there and lose i don't care you guys I mean, lose yeah the knicks are going to lose no matter what but what i think is that like thibodeau i think at uh thibodeau i think will be like a better coach than they've had in the past and stuff like that and so yeah i think that he'll be like mark jackson was the man for the job no he wasn't i completely to develop young talent. mark jackson was pretty much to be honest like the one guy that i really didn't want because of all this stuff with like you know he's creating like toxic situations for his players and like his assistant coaches and stuff it like was that. toxic but he made okay, no we, but we, he was like oh. if you're making like a toxic situation you can't win like if you what you're saying is correct then that he developed those guys into like the greatest mm. shooter of all time then why didn't they why weren't they more successful under him they were hella successful. No, they weren't. They won. Yes, I, they were. I already no. I already said, man. They when won Mark one Jackson round took one over, year, they and became they lost super in the first successful. Round the year after. No, they didn't. They didn't become yes, super they did. successful. Yes, they, they yes, they, they became did. super successful once Steve Kerr came in. Steve Kerr. They be when Steve yeah. Kerr came in, they were already polished. No, they were. No, they were. Yes, they were. No, they were. I completely. Yes, they were. Steve even gave it to Mark when he said he was like, yeah, I walked into this. Thank you, Mark. He said thank you, Mark, for developing these players. He didn't literally say thank you, Mark, for developing. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. 
I know Mark. Show me that. Show me players. that quote. Show me that quote where he said, "Thank you, Mark, for developing these players." I mean, you're a million miles away from me right now. I can't physically. Like, okay, so like, players. so like, send me a link or something like that, man, because it's not okay, true. I will. You didn't say that. I and will. if you did, then Steve Kerr is like a classy guy and just saying that. But yeah, I just I disagree completely, man. Like, I like I said before, Mark Jackson was pretty much the guy that I didn't want because he created that weird toxic environment there, and I don't think that would be good for like these young players. And you know, Tom Thibodeau. No, he didn't. I he didn't. developed the players. I disagree with that, man. He made the players who they were. I mean, then why didn't weren't they more successful with him then? They were pretty fucking successful. No, they were one, losing in the first round one year, and then losing, and then winning one round a year before that. That's not success at all. That's not. That's like oh, what? Man. That's mediocrity. That's not success. Like he didn't. Mm, they were pretty good, and then the no. one after the one no. time they won, the one time they did win, and when they lost three to one, Mike Brown was the head coach when they were no. winning, and then no, they were came that's back. That's when they lost. That's Bullshit. I'm just saying, Steve Kerr's not how you make him. How they make him I'm not saying he's like amazing or something. And Tom Thibodeau didn't do nothing in Minnesota. I keep telling. He had Jimmy Butler and Anthony Tom Thibodeau took them to the playoffs for the first time in years. Like he would. They were like, like I was saying, they were the third seed before Jimmy got injured and stuff like that. So yeah. What bag? What what in October? Honestly, let's. Honestly, we want to talk about Carl Anthony Towns. What has Carl Anthony Towns done without Tom Thibodeau in his career? He's never like he's never even made the playoffs without Tom in his career. So yeah, Tom and Jimmy. In his so, I mean, yeah, but yeah, he had Jimmy. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, and he Tom was Tom is not the coach that y'all think he is. I'm trying to tell you, he's better than Mark Jackson for sure. I bet you, you want to do shit with the Knicks. I mean, that's because they're the Knicks. That's I don't put that. R.J. Barrett is a very good player. He's all right. I wouldn't say very. He's good. okay. Now he's all right because he's, Thibodeau is no, the great no. Coach. I've never no. I mean you. I've talked about this before with you, man. Like, I think R.J. Barrett is, like, pretty good, but I don't see him becoming, like, an all-star or something like that in the future unless he, he like, massively develops. Unless he massively develops, I don't see him becoming an all-star in the future. People said the same about Jason Tatum. Look at Jason Tatum. No, people never said that about Jason Tatum. People said, people thought Jason Tatum was amazing as soon as he came in because he no, could, like, didn't. actually shoot and stuff like that. R.J., like, R.J. isn't, like, a good shooter at all yet. Jason Tatum was way ahead of him as a rookie. I just feel like Tom Thibodeau was not going to do shit with the Knicks. That's I mean, no Mark one Jackson would have did. No one. I don't think anyone. Mark Jackson would have turned them around. No, no. Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson would have had them had no, at least I completely in playoff contention. No, I completely disagree with that. Mark Jackson uh, is was not the guy that I wanted, and quite frankly, you know, Tibbs wasn't my number one option either. But I'm glad that they didn't hire someone like Mark Jackson because I don't know. I didn't want that weird environment, and I didn't want that like toxicity coming to the Knicks. Because that's fine. Guess just what? take a you loss. Know, if you're gonna, if you know, if that's stuff would have come to the if that stuff was reported out with the that Warriors it would have been like a 10 if he did that if he did the stuff that you know he did with the Warriors then that would have been with the Knicks then that would have been like a 10 times bigger deal there and we don't need more like a media circus clown show there so yeah I'm glad that the Knicks at least did not hire Mark Jackson and I let me be honest here what other team is looking to hire Mark Jackson right these teams talk to each other they all know and they know and they know what the deal is man they they if a, they don't like nobody challenging them no I that's I completely disagree with that man there's plenty of challenging guys like i would say someone like no, uh, yes name a right. coach that would challenge a gm there's plenty of coaches that challenge a every every time every time like a that, coach man. challenges a gm that coach is gone no i could I, 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 yeah, hunt. That, okay what happened what happened to jim harbaugh in san francisco him and gm a, didn't get along and so they let him go that's a different that's like a no I'm, I'm saying just in general any type of coach that gets into it with the gm they get let go yeah but that that's was how like, it goes 
But that was and then like they, a, and then they blacklist them. They do that. No, they didn't blacklist him. Like, okay, then why didn't like a college team hire uh, Mark Jackson then if he's that good? Like a college team hire Jim Harbaugh. Why would Mar? Why why would Mark go for less money if he makes more money broadcasting? Yeah. So I so like no no NBA team if if he was that good as you're saying that he is someone who can develop young guys then a team would have paid him by now because Jim Harbaugh got to a Super Bowl. They didn't. He was not picked up anywhere in the NFL. I mean, he would have been if he wanted to. If he wanted oh to go God. somewhere, he okay. would have been. If he wanted you, to go sure to the Dolphins, that? yeah. If he wanted to go to the I'm Dolphins, sure the Dolphins would have gotten him. Yeah, I, I, I think they would have. Um, and I think he I wanted to go so. back to Michigan just because he didn't like the uh, NFL atmosphere. He, he didn't like to be the guy and he, he being the top no, coach. Wanted, everybody thought he was a prodigy. He wanted to be the, uh, you know, he wanted to be the man, basically, right? He wanted to lead his own team, and he wanted to be like not have like the GM voice or whatever. But yeah, I think if Mark Jackson was like the good coach that everyone thinks he is, and constantly like you know is an apologist for Mark Jackson for, then he would have gotten a job already. I know I'm an apologist because I see results and I see player development. I mean, I see results too, and I see that Steve Kerr actually took them to winning and not Mark Jackson. I think that Steph Curry was already going to be in Kevin with Kevin Durant no. and Steve. Curry and uh, with Kevin Durant and uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, I don't think it was really too much of a problem. No, I think that he was the one who put them in those situations. He was like actually like unlocked those guys and then like gave them to the offense. You're telling so how come Luke Walton could do the same as that? Because he put he basically put the offense in there for them and had that had all that stuff ready for him. Really? Yeah. That's what you go to. See. Yeah, Prashanta is going to do that. Okay, I'm not going. Obviously, Prashanta is all about Tom Thibodeau. He's all about losing. No, I'm not. Um, at least man, you know what? The their defense will be man, top the ten. At least when their did, defense did the will Warriors be top ever, ten. Did the Warriors ever make the conference finals? The Bulls made the conference finals when he had uh, when he had D Rose and everyone there. Derrick Rose. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So you're saying Steph Curry isn't as good as Derrick Rose? So why couldn't so why couldn't he take them to the conference finals then if if uh, he if they were the same level of coach? Derrick Rose is a completely different player than Steph Curry. Oh yeah, so so you're saying Derrick Rose is better than Steph Curry, right? Because uh, Tom had Derrick Rose and he took them to the conference. You want to be honest? You want to be 100? You you want a hot take? Yeah, you want a hot you you want a hot take? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Steph Steph is the best shooter of all time. Player just overall wise. Derrick Rose will whoop Steph Curry's ass in a one-on-one game. No, absolutely disagree. And Derrick Rose is a better absolutely leader. Disagree. And Derrick no, Rose is not. more clutch. And Derrick no. Rose is more clutch. Yes, no. he is. No. Yes, he is. Steph yes, Curry, he is. Steph Curry would just take like take and make like thirty-five foot threes on and on. Uh, Steph Curry has no defense. So what? Derrick Rose and Derrick Rose was a beast on defense. No, he, he would not get past. No, would, Steph Curry would not get past Derrick Rose. Steph Curry doesn't have to get past Derrick Rose. You can just shoot over him every time. Derrick Rose wouldn't let him up. Yes, he would. Get out of here, man. Derrick Rose was. Derrick Rose was. Everyone is like everyone overrates Derrick Rose too because he got injured early. Everyone overrates Derrick Rose because that. You want a real hot take? Really, the youngest MVP of all time. He didn't deserve to be MVP. Dwight should have been MVP that year. That's my hot take. That's oh wow oh wow did you just do that? You want a hot take? You want a hot take? That's my hot take. <laughs> okay, so you yeah. tell me the youngest player to win the MVP. Yeah, not only it. did he turn Chicago around his first year, he didn't deserve his it. first year he turned he Chicago around. Derrick Rose is historically overrated because he got injured and people. He's love not to historically talk. overrated. People love to talk about what ifs and uh, people love. To it's talk not about, what if he just yes, he just overall better player to, than no, Steph was in his prime. What ifs and and uh, D Rose never really like fulfilled his potential because of injuries and stuff like that. So ultimately, people love to like imagine what would have happened, but ultimately, unfulfilled potential. He got to conference finals won an mvp and turn around a, thir- a 22 win turn around deserve. a 22 win he got an mvp that he didn't into deserve. a conference championship and you're saying that he ain't you say he's garbage i'm not saying he's garbage i'm just saying that people oh, overrate okay. him 
Oh yeah, Derrick Rose is really over. I don't believe yes, that for he He's more clutch than Steph. I no, can he's not. That. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Steph disappeared. Who has more? Steph disappeared. Who has more championships? Who has more? The more more of the playoff success? Yeah, when like, you have Kevin Durant, another the other the second greatest shooter of all time on your team. Yeah, of course you better win a championship. Wow. So I love how just to get you just to like defend Derrick Rose and Kobe last week and Derrick Rose this week. You're like shitting on your. Uh, the pretty much probably the best player the Warriors I'm, have had. I'm objective, and like sir. the best player the Warriors have had since like Wilt Chamberlain, and you're shitting on him. Just Wait. As Warriors fans, yeah. Well, I'm gonna be objective. That's just no, what it is. Derek Rose no, is a better like, hooper no, than because you Steph just Curry. have certain guys that you're uh, that you uh, stand for, like uh, Kobe and D Rose and stuff like that. So you just defend them. Nobody the even point, heard me talk about D Rose until this podcast. Right to the now, point that to the point that you'll even like go against Steph and the Warriors and stuff like that. I'm just gonna be honest. Derek Rose is a better you know, player than Steph Curry. No, I d- period. I disagree with that completely. Period. You know, I can say completely. Period too, man. That doesn't make it more valid just because you said completely. I'm just saying he is. <laughs> no, he's you, not. Uh, you I don't think, do you who? What I mean, I use I used to play basketball and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> what are you talking about? So me? if so if you're a shooter that can't get to the basket, yeah, that does that. That's someone. not that's have, that's not if defensive. If you can make thirty five foot threes, you can just shoot. You can just shoot over people. You don't need to get to the basket. Three is worth more, more than two. No, if you took Steph, three is worth him, more than two. You get if, literally if, one and a half if, times if you, the points. If you took Steph and you put on one, you, I'm talking about one on one, one on one. Yeah, one on one. If you make Steph two Curry threes, would be you need to, Derek if someone Rose. makes two threes, you need to make three twos to make up for the points of two threes. Yeah, but so, you yeah. know, again, Derek Rose it was also in contention for defensive player. No, of the he was. He was no, no he joke. Wasn't. Yes, he was, no, he bro. Wasn't. He never was. Yes, he was. Steph Curry has his worst. Stats when he goes against Russell Westbrook. Why is that? Russell Westbrook is a dog when he defends Steph Curry. Steph Curry has problems with people that body him. D Rose was never a dog like that, man. Patrick Beverly. He has fits with. D Rose was never like a a dog like that on defense. Yes, he was. Derek Rose was a dog like that. Yes, he was. No, he was. Yes, he was. No, yes, he was. Man, this I'm getting tired of this man. No, it wasn't. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So we can. No, he wasn't. So we can just talk about no, man. Can we? Aren't you like 45, man? Can we like grow up and like can move on to? Oh, now he's see now when he's losing the argument, he wants to like over exaggerate my age because I'm definitely not nowhere near 45. Everybody knows that. All right, man. So I think we can move on to the actual uh you know awards and stuff like that so yes, i'm pretty sir. sure that we can uh move into the next um you know i'm pretty sure that we have the same mvp uh haven't confirmed this with you yet but i think that we can pretty much uh, talk about it at the same time because uh the mvp for me is Giannis. is it the same for you or yeah i got Giannis as my MVP. okay sounds good so yeah uh, i guess you can start off with that and then i'll just uh agree with you or whatever put my own thoughts into it stuff like that yeah Giannis. i mean Giannis is my mvp i mean I, uh, we both agree that he has a jump shot. He'll be the greatest player that ever played the game, bar none. You know, and he hasn't even won a championship. We know that if he developed a jump shot, he will take it off for the next eight some odd year. He's young, he's athletic, he's smart, he has that energy that wants to win. I feel like he's going to, like, I don't got him win in Boston or going against Boston because I don't feel like he has enough around him. Uh, but, um, I legitimately feel up. I mean, what his numbers are better than last year. He's number one. I mean, you when you when you think about it, and this is not me. I'm just going. I know that you know Prashanta is a, a LeBron stand, so I'm just going to just be nice about this. But so people say LeBron, and I and yeah, I, even though Prashanta has Giannis, I'm just going to debunk the LeBron one. It's very simple. LeBron has another top five player. 
If you have two top five players on the same team, you're supposed to be in first place or the top three easily. Point blank, period. Now, for Giannis, he has an all-star in Chris Middleton, I believe. Chris Middleton is not a top five player. He's not a top 10. He's not top 15. He's not top 20. And who else is around Giannis is who they built around him. But he lost Malcolm Brogdon. He lost Michael Brown was a very intricate piece. I don't care what nobody. He was a rookie. I don't, Michael Brown is really really good. He's nice, and so Giannis yeah, they is doing they lost Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon and got better. So you know the team got better. So I mean like yeah, how much of an yeah. argument is that for that? Yeah, yeah, and so Giannis like Giannis is doing more with less, even though even though the west the East is not as good as the West, it's still building more momentum now it's getting a little bit more better a lot of the younger players are maturing now you're seeing more better teams there's been a couple of trades there's been a couple of free agent signings i i it, it just looks like Giannis, and it's not even about him being the whack east when he gets to uh the west he dominates them too so it's like Giannis is just the mvp if you take Giannis off his squad they're not even a playoff team. They're pretty much the Atlanta Hawks. I would in like the early two thousands. I would disagree with that, man. I think they would. I think that in terms of like the team around them, like besides the top two guys, I'd rather have the Bucks team to be honest, because I think that they've got a really solid rotation there, like guys who can shoot, guys who can play defense and stuff like that. I prefer that team to like the Lakers uh, to like the rest of the Lakers besides AD and LeBron. But yeah, yeah I agree but, with but, you. But there that's what I'm saying. Bad. But if you take like, Giannis uh, off his I, team, I, yeah, I agree with no. Like, let me finish the point, man. I agree with you there completely. That like the first couple of guys. Uh, AD and LeBron are uh, top five guys, and the team is like mediocre-ish. But those two guys are just so good by themselves, pretty much. That like the fuck that, is it? What are talking about? No, you're not going to get away with that. No, what a I'm mediocre saying, team. Yes, the, the the rest of that team is not that good around them, man. That's like, who's fun. the best player after AD and LeBron? Like, who? Danny Green, maybe? No. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma doesn't even shoot like 35% from three. What are you talking He's just about? The, Kyle the better Kuzma plays the, no You defense. asked me a question. I answered yes, it. Yeah, so what I, that's what I'm saying, man. Like The Bucks have like an, an actually like pretty good team around Giannis. Who, who, after, Jan, after Giannis, we know Chris Middleton, but after Chris Middleton, who else is it? Bledsoe is like a very good defensive point guard who can oh like... Oh, God. He, he's, he's what did Bledsoe do in Phoenix? I mean, nothing. Don't worry, I'll wait. What's anyone done in Phoenix? Like, Steve Nash is a multiple-time MVP, and he never even got... He couldn't even get to the finals. That team just has a bad situation there. That team that team, no, that team, team has a one in, like, years. So, I don't know what, he didn't what's, what's anyone done Nash. in Phoenix. He did not bring up C. Nash in this argument. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm so, being honest here. That team has just had... That team has just constructed... That team is just, like, a weird situation there, and they don't, like, win that often. So, I don't know what you're talking about. What so, you, experience doesn't count for anything right now? What do you mean experience doesn't count for anything? Like, I just prefer the team that Milwaukee has is all I'm saying. Like, what I I'm would. saying, basically, is that, like, the Milwaukee team is, like, better, but, like, uh, the team, no, I would not. say, overall is better. But uh, the top two guys are just, like, far and away the best duo, I think, in L.A. That, yeah, Giannis is my MVP for sure. And <laughs> even more than that, uh, Giannis, I actually have him as my defensive Your player. Your defense player to year two? Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, be, just yeah. because he's just been so, like, completely dominant on both ends of the court that, like, yeah, it's just, yeah, probably, like, MJ is, I think, the last person to do this, right, who won MVP and defensive player of the year at the same in the same year. And, yeah, I think that he's probably, like, the, like, yeah, he's for real, man. He just does pretty much everything that you want. And, yeah, you talked about it. But, yeah, he is pretty much, uh, you know, improved his points and rebounds every year since he got into the league. 
Um, you know, if you look at it this year, he's averaging almost 30 points per game. But the scary thing is, Dex, the scary thing is he's only playing less than 31 minutes a game. He plays 30.9 minutes per game, right? Per 36 minutes, let me bring his stats up per 36 minutes, being the stats guy that I am, right? So he averages 34.5 points, 16 rebounds, 6.5 assists, a steal, and a block per 36 minutes, okay? That's insane and unheard of, okay? That's pretty much the evolution of Shaq into someone who can, like, pass and stuff like that too, right? That's like Shaq-esque numbers. And, you know, it looks like hopefully he is starting to develop a bit of a jump shot this year too. He's shooting about 30.6% on threes, which that's not good, but, you know, that's better than what he was last year. He was 25.6% on threes. So, you know, even if he's not like... Uh, you know, he he's probably not ever going to get to, like, a Steph Curry level, but, you know, if he can be someone like uh, LeBron or something like that, where, you know, at the very minimum, you have to, like, you can't just leave him wide open and you have to, like, guard him and stuff like that. That pretty much unlocks, I think, everything for that team, man. And, yeah, he's just gotten better even since his MVP year. He's carried them ahead last year, and he's carried them ahead this year. And, yeah, pretty much probably the best, like, two-way player in the league right now. Uh, yeah, just no doubt about it for me. So, do you yeah, have anything else about yeah, defensive player of the yeah. year stuff? Yeah, Giannis. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. You know, I totally agree with you, but I'm not going to let you get away with what you said. Uh, what my argument was, because he was like, hey, Dutch, let me, I'm going to tell you, take Giannis away from his team. His team is not a playoff team. You take LeBron off his team. Uh, without, without, Giannis, without Giannis on the team, that team is plus four without Giannis on the team, right? Every and without, team plays better when their no, star player is no, out for a couple games. They're plus 16 without... They're plus 16 with Giannis and plus four without him. Every team is no, like that when their no, players like the Not Lakers consistently. Are, the Lakers are like minus one without LeBron and I think like uh, plus 11 or 10 or something like that with LeBron. So without, when LeBron's out on the court, the Lakers literally have a negative scoring margin. They have no point guard. But that's what I'm That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. If is, they had somebody that... If, if Rajon Rondo was able to actually... Le- like LeBron, the basically offense. my point there was that like LeBron is having a... a LeBron is having like a great season, right? He's, you know, no one's at this age, I think. Someone is bringing up the thing that like no Kareem. one in their age 35 season Kareem. was like this type of like level, right? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, no, like, I don't think Kareem either, but like... Kareem, yeah, yes, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, okay, we can debate that or whatever, but, you know, this is like, he's one of the very few players who's ever played like this well at this late stage of his career, right? But Giannis has just been so historically great this year that I think that there isn't really an argument, and, you know, people are just getting bored by not having basketball. People get bored just because Giannis was pretty much pretty much emerged as the favorite like er, like kind of early into the season so people just want to debate and have stuff like that now but yeah i think Giannis is pretty much my favorite for both of those awards at this point so mvp dpoy yeah yeah, so do you want to talk about some contenders that you had for defense we talked about lebron for mvp but who else were you thinking about for defense defensive player of the year pat bev Okay, my number two guy was probably, like, I actually had kind of a toss-up at number two between, like, uh, AD and, um, what do you call, uh, Kawhi. Those guys were my, the other guys that I was considering. But, yeah, just uh, I think Giannis was so dominant at both ends of the court. I, uh, well, well, I, 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 I can't give it to AD only because that's be off of just me knowing that he's a really good defensive player. You know what I'm saying? From New Orleans, he has treetops all around him. So I don't feel like he gets out of war for having like those branches around him. He's playing with another defensive player of the year, two time. And then I mean, you know, Dwight, you know Dwight isn't as good as he used to be. And to be honest, like uh, uh, Giannis Dwight does have Giannis does have a rim protector right there with him too, and Brook Lopez, which you can laugh and stuff like that. But Brook Lopez is like a good rim protecting like defensive center man, like that. Mm. 
Javon McGee. Um, there's there's a couple yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that, Ben. But yeah, for sure. Like yeah. you know, we don't have to turn an agreement into a debate for no. Uh, and then uh, Kawhi, Kawhi definitely would be cool. Yeah, but the thing about it, Kawhi doesn't play enough games. Yeah, for me. Kawhi's peak is like the highest of defensive in terms of like I think any player, but just he doesn't play enough games. And you know, sometimes exactly. like earlier in the season he was coasting a little bit, and he kind of unlocked like full Kawhi. I think towards the end of the season, and if we saw that full Kawhi the whole year, he would be the defensive player of the year for sure. But but yeah, we'll, I think, you know, just based on the entire season, it has to be honest. So, who yeah. was your pick for Rookie of the Year, man? You already know my Rookie of the Year, Zion. Zion? Yeah. I have Jaw as my Rookie of the Year. Man. I know you do. Yeah, because... So, let me... For, you go first this time. Yeah, sure, I can do that. So, I have Jaw as the Rookie of the Year because... Uh, let me just say this: Zion is the better player, right? I think Zion, I think I can recognize that. I think pretty much everyone can recognize that as a player individually. Zion is the better player, but the thing for me was that like Zion only played 19 games this year, man. Like even in the limited schedule, that's not even like 30% of the games that were available, right? I mean, we can talk about you know he was injured, this and that, but like I don't think that we can reward like rookie of the year to someone who didn't play for most of the year, right? It's not rookie of the month and a half. It's rookie of the year. And Ja is the guy as a rookie who's been doing consistently this entire uh, year, this entire season pretty much, right? He has, you know, he's someone who has pretty much turned into a leader of like the leader and the best player of like a playoff team as a rookie. No one ex- was expecting the Grizzlies to do very much this year. No one's really expecting a lot of the Grizzlies this year, but he completely took that team and completely took leadership of that team as a rookie. He's pretty much their leading scorer and their leading passer like he is I think he's the real deal man like he's not as good as Zion but I think that they have found like a franchise level point guard there and uh yeah uh, Zion obviously like I said before incredibly talented basically any reason that the play the Pelicans are in contention is pretty much because of him he's had some very entertaining games very fun games and you know even if he had played something like 35 games something like that you know and missed like still missed like almost half of the season I probably would have voted for Zion but you know with Ja just playing so many more games than him and just being on you know just playing for so much longer than him I have to go for Ja just because I think that you know being available to your team is like an important thing to have basically for me so uh, what was the uh, thing with you and Zion man Zion is just a better player when he's on the court he makes his team is substantially better um, since he's been actively playing, he's actually got his team into the playoff picture. They're not in the playoffs, but they were games behind, and they were trending up before the COVID-19 because of Zion. Um, I mean, with the pressure, I just felt like Zion. I really don't have, like, a hardcore argument why, because, like you said, it's a seasonal a season award, and I really can't fight for it because the season abruptly ended kind of early. And so um, – but Zion would have been my rookie of the year only because when he's on the court, his team is better than Jaws. And so that's just what it is. But um, definitely Zion. You know, I mean, what well, can you say? He's a man amongst boys in the NBA. I mean, he, yeah. he out of all players, I think he has the way he gets his points is just off a of hustle and just pure athleticism and skill and just a nose for the ball. Like, I don't know any player that could be like, I see him score. Like you, he has his, his stats when he is playing. It's like 20 sits, like 10 or 20 sits and eight. And then like four assists, whatever that 28, you like, okay, wait, he, there was not, there was never really a time that you seen, like you said, where those points come from. It's off a of hustle. It's off of doing what he does. I just like Zion better than Ja. I like Ja. And, you know, he's a good dude. I mean, he they have really good coaching there, too. Really good coaching. I like uh, Jared Jackson Jr. 
I like a couple of players in Memphis. And so, you know, you say he's a leader. I say he's he he's established himself as a leader, but I don't feel like he's just that. He took I mean, he is a rookie. He's doing really good. I think it's I, I he's I just like Zion as rookie of the year just to have that underneath his belt because he's just a better player. And then um going off for of rookie of the year, going off of one Pelican to the other. I'm going to uh put this in there for most improved player most improved player i got is brandon ingram for for the new orleans pelicans because you know brandon ingram he came in with high expectation with the lakers got traded you know for you know anthony davis and ever since you know he's been with the pelicans like he's showing a game that we had expected that he should have had but he didn't you know show it in la and, you know, so based on like, like his numbers from last year and the year before compared to like now I have Brandy Ingram as my most improved player of the year. Who do you have? I have uh, Luka Doncic as my most improved player of the year. Um, you know, Zion was uh, – uh, sorry, not Zion. Brandon Ingram was up there for me as well, man. But Luka, for me, I think he went from a guy who was like, uh, you know, a good player, right? Last year he was like a good player. He was a really like – he was good for a rookie. He was really good for a rookie and stuff like that to basically being someone who's carrying like the top offense in the league this year right he's like developed into for me personally he's someone who would be in the top five of my mvp voting right so yeah i think luca has gone from a guy who's like a good player to someone who's just pretty much become like a franchise player and a superstar and you know a guy that we talked about on the show here is being someone who can be potentially like the future of the league if he's you know a little better shape and can you know get a little better on defense and shooting and stuff like that so yeah i think you know without like being like a great shooter or anything like that he's like leading this team to like pretty much being the number one offense in the league right um you know they have a great offense there he's pretty much he has them in the playoffs and i think that the team has some nice role players around him but i don't think that the team is particularly like great or anything like that around him so yeah that's why i have luca there just because i think that he has been just like so good that he just takes uh you know that he just like has completely elevated his game this year and yeah i agree with you man in like a year without luca or something like that Someone like Brandon Ingram, I would have voted for. Someone like uh, Bam Adebayo, I think, took a major step up this year too. So yeah, good pick from you too, there, man. And yeah, I I just feel like Luca, you know, I you me will you me will not never disagree on Luca. Like I, you know how I feel about Luca, and so um, yeah, he's a uh, he's Larry Bird two point is what I think. Yeah, he's pretty much Larry yeah. Bird two point Yeah, so I never really, I won't ever, I just, I just, well, you me disagree about this. I can say he's most improved. Because he was already really, really, really good last year. Like it wasn't like like this. Like I didn't go in there seeing Luca was like, oh my god, like he's taking this to a, a whole. Like he spent a whole summer working on you know this game, and now it's, you know it's this big improvement. Like I already knew, you know, Luca. Luca is like Larry Bird. Like he he's polished. He has an old man game and gets it done efficiently. Luca is the man. You know how I feel about Luca. That's my homie, Luca. Luca's with it, so I don't feel like he's most. You can't even improve. Like he's improved a little bit but just like, on the number. Kind, but, kind of what I see it, man, is like you know, uh, Brandon Ingram went from being like you know pretty much like a mediocre player the year before, right? Like he had talent and stuff like that, but the production had pretty much been mediocre until this year, right? We can agree on that, I think, right? Definitely. Yeah. So he went from being pretty much like mediocre to being like really good, right? And I see mm-hmm. Luca as leaping from last year to like really good last year, like pretty much where I think Brandon Ingram is like 
this year to being like a top five MVP candidate. And while, you know, we can argue about whether that's a level of leap or something like that, you know, for a new superstar and a new like top five level MVP guy and someone who can come into that being crowned, I think, I think that personally was, I thought would deserved, um, you know, recognition and stuff like that. But yeah, like I said before, I completely agree with you that Brandon Ingram is really deserving as well. And I wouldn't really argue with it too much. Who you have your sixth man of the year? Uh, for sixth man, I have Dennis Schroeder from the Hawks. So I have him because I think that he is like a legitimate true sixth man. You know, he is he has like two guards starting ahead of him. He plays. I'm pretty sure he plays less minutes than those guys too. And uh, yeah, he's pretty much been like uh, recommitted himself to defense this year. Um, those three guys, I think, actually ha- are like the best three guys this year that have shared the court together. And him, CP, and uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. So yeah, that team is just uh, he adds, I think, a really interesting dimension to that team. And uh, you know, I don't know how successful they're going to be in the playoffs or anything like that. But yeah, I think he's had a great year. You know, he brings that like traditional six man of the year thing of like you know like a good scorer and all that stuff but he also has like you know recommitted himself to defense all that stuff and probably my number two guy was Montrez Harrell and you know while Montrez Harrell had a very good year the one thing that I did kind of hold against him was that like he plays the most of any of their big men right like none of their big men play more than Montrez so I kind of consider him like a fake six man is pretty much what I'm saying that's what I think right like even though he comes off the bench he's pretty much like a the the um de facto starter pretty much right where he's pretty much getting like starter level minutes and being the big man that's on the court the most even though he is like the sixth man or whatever and that was really like it's technical but at you know when you're talking about players who are this good you kind of need to make a decision ultimately so that's why i have uh dennis there as my pick for sixth man of the year uh what about you man yeah i got montres harrell as my sixth man of the year I know that, like, like you said, he eats up a lot of minutes. He plays more of the, you know, more front court than all, all the his other teammates. He's just to me, he's just. I mean, he is technically a sits man. I would pick Mr. What's popping himself, but I'm tired of seeing Mr. What popping get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm t- yeah, I'm he hasn't. He ha- he has pretty much it. like the same production as last year, and I feel yeah. like it just hasn't popped as much last year. It doesn't feel like like last year. It felt really like uh, like Lou just kind of popped off the screen, and it doesn't has really felt like that much this year or something like that. Yeah. And ultimately, people so, just like to be honest, a lot of these things are about narratives and stuff like that. So people just kind of get tired of that. So I agree with you there for yeah, sure. Yeah, tired of seeing Mr. What's popping yeah, yeah. get. Yeah, I mean, it was him and Jamal Crawford like like every other time right and so uh, besides when James Harden was on in OKC so it was I guess like I it's just Montrezl Harrell I I he he has started minutes but he does come off the bench he's the most productive one um his PR uh for actual power fours I think he's number four or five um so I mean and he's the only one that's not starting he's four or five like I'm going to give it to Montrezl Harrell he's coming off the bench I mean regardless of the fact like Regardless of the fact, if you know a lot of athletes, uh, a lot of athletes know. Regardless if you get the minutes or not, and you're playing whatever it is, it still is something to be said for you to be starting to p- compare to be coming off the bench. And so he has to deal with the, you know, this not not the shame, but pretty much like, hey, you know, you're not starting. They feel like you're better with this second unit. Like they like he like there's a reason why he's on the bench when they start the game. And so even though he plays more more minutes than a lot of the starters in you know, the front court, it's still he's coming off the bench. So if he's going to take that hit of not being seen as a starter, well then give him his award for being the best hits man in, in the world. That's that's how I see it. So definitely Montrezl Harrell's my sits man of the year 
I think that wraps it up for our actual like season awards when it comes out to individuals. Uh, uh, we still I have know, coach I, of the year. I don't know if you wanted to go into that too or not. Oh, oh yeah. Well, who's your coach of the year? Uh, for me, it's Nick Nurse, man. Um, I think losing a level uh, level of guy like um, Kawhi and still, you know, taking that team to being where they're second in the East right now. You know, Pascal Siakam and um, Fred VanVleet have continued to develop. You know, um, what do you call it? He has that team playing really good. They're the second defense, I think, in the league right now. They're the second best defense in the league or something like that. You know, they have good players there, but I think that, you know, just the job he's done in terms of, like, when you lose a guy who's as impactful as Kawhi, just, you know, in terms of offense and defense, it can be, you know, it could have been easy for them to just kind of slouch back and become, like, the sixth seed or the seventh seed or something like that, right? But, you know, I think he's really pulled that team together, and, you know, he's really developed... um pascal and fred and stuff like that into being these like really good like high level guys and yeah that's why i have nick nurse as my coach of the year what about you man i said ty i have two um whoever i mean one's in the east one's in the west the one is in the west i want to give it to rick carlisle uh for dallas uh, the Mavericks, because, you know, I know he has Luka, but, you know, I'm all about if, if nobody heard me during this whole podcast, I'm all about player development. I really, really, really like what he did with Seth Curry. Really, I think Seth Curry is like number two in free throw, free, uh, not, th- not free throw, but uh, three point percentage for the season. I think he's like at 43 percent, 45 percent, I forget, or like 46. I forget what it is. He's shooting at a really high level. You know, he developed his game. I like how he incorporated Christoph Porzingis inside the uh, the system. I li- I really, really like what Rick Carlisle did with Dallas. I, you know, he, he did a lot. And for my, um, who's, I feel like it's not getting enough credit, it would probably have to be Nate McMillan uh, for the Pacers. I really like what he did with the Pacers. Um, you know, how Victor Oladipo, you know, was injured most of the season. You know, he developed Sabonis. You know, he had that team. He has that team in the, like, legitimately in the hunt. But none of these players has been, like, amazing all-stars. You know you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's developed, like, he's coaching. He's coaching, like, players. You know what I'm saying? So, I have Nate McMillan in Indiana, and I have Rick Carlisle. Either one of those two individuals are well-deserving for it. So, that's that's my coach of the year. It's my, my coach of the year. One yeah. of those two. Yeah, I think the, those are good picks, man. And I would say, if you're talking about, like, secondary candidates for me, probably Billy Donovan from the Thunder losing Paul George and uh, Russell Westbrook. And that that's a good pick, too. Still in the playoffs. Really um, yeah. And then the other guy that I was thinking of is, uh, oh, yeah, Taylor Jenkins from the Grizzlies. Uh, you talked about him a little bit before, but... Yeah, that no one was really expecting Amazing that team to coach, do to, to do that much yeah. this year, and you know he's got them, you know, really good. And you know, I think that that's very good for that franchise. You know, I think they pretty much found their like franchise player and their like franchise coach for like the future. So yeah, good for them. Uh, the Grizzlies are on the come up, man, for sure. So, um, how do you want to do this, man? You want to start with all, all NBA, uh, all defense, or all rookie teams? I'll do. I think because uh, I know we do like we supposed to be all def. Uh, I just think we should do all our first ones. Like we should do all NBA, all defense, all rookie, but just the first our first picks. I have them all going to the thirteens, but I don't feel like we have enough time to go into the thirteens. I mean, we can if you want to. You know, it'll be a little longer. But do you? If you just want to do the first teams, we can do that too. I guess. So do you want to? Just no. Do the first oh, well, well, I I, re- I really want to do the all three teams for all NBA defensive. I don't feel as I like really like. 
you know, it's whatever. And then all rookie, I think the rookies, whoever's on the first team, all rookies really just, that's it. You Nobody really knows the other rookie. I mean, us, we know all the other rookies, but just the standard, like, okay. viewer won't know, like, the second team and third team okay, rookies. Okay, so they, we can do all NBA, the, the three teams, and then, okay, so, so uh, we will do the first three teams, all NBA, uh, the first team defense, and the first team rookie then? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, we can start with that. So, do you want me to start off with my team for first team all league? Or? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Go so, ahead. my uh, first team is Luka uh, Doncic, James Harden at the guard positions, uh, LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo at the forward positions, and Nikola Jokic at the center position. Um, that is my first team. What about you? I got Westbrook as the point guard. I got Harden as the shooting guard. I put Giannis as my small forward. I got Anthony Davis as my power forward. And I have uh, Kerr Anthony Towns as my center. Okay, so my second team is Damian Lillard, uh, Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Anthony Davis, and Joel Embiid. What about you? I got uh, Chris Paul my point guard. Jason Tatum as my shooting guard. Kawhi as my small forward. Jason Tatum's forward. a I small have... forward and power forward, man. You just... I, I put him... In my fucking shooting guard no, position. No, man. That's my team. That doesn't. No, he that's does not qualify. how it works, man. He qualifies. It needs to, no, he doesn't qualify, man. That's like you literally yes. need to vote for someone who's in their position. Jason Tatum never played shooting guard, man. Jalen Brown yes, played shooting guard. No. Just, Jason I got Tatum Jason plays like small, small, small forward. Jason Tatum actually plays power forward a lot. Yeah, but that's he's not if, a shooting guard. <laughs> he is definitely a shooting guard. I mean, guard. that I mean, I could put like Nikola Jokic as a point guard or something. Then if if you're just playing someone, Jason at, Tatum is a shooting. He is guard. not we a shooting guard, man. Yes, he is. Whatever, fine. I got I got Kawhi as my small forward. I have uh, I don't know if you know this dude. I have John Collins as my power forward. John Collins, you know John Collins, second team all league for the Hawks. Yeah, you don't like John Collins. It's not that I don't like him. I just think that the second team all league is pretty lofty there, man. So and then I like I I. I if you guys haven't noticed the theme, I'm really stuck on PERs. I'm really stuck on, and I really like John Collins's game. That's I mean, yeah, he's a good like he's a good offensive player for sure. And then who's yeah, your center for? Yeah, and then I have um, I really didn't want to put him there, but I'm going to. Uh, I got Joel Embiid as my second all team. Yeah, center. I mean he's disappointing. I think for sure as a center, but just I think in terms of like his like production and stuff like that, it can't be argued that you know he could be better, but you know he's already producing a lot quite a bit. So, he is producing a lot. Who you got? You got third team. My third team is uh, Trey Young, Russell Westbrook, uh, Jimmy Butler, Pascal Siakam, and Rudy Gobert. What about you? That's a good one. That's good, actually. Okay, well, I got uh, Dame Lillard as my point guard. I got Victor Oladipo as my shooting guard. I have Mr. LeBron James as my small forward. I have Montrezl Harrell as my power forward. You guys know I think really highly of him. And I have the Joker as my center and my third team. Okay, so, yeah, there's a lot of overlap there. Some some differences, but, yeah, I think we mostly agree on those. So, uh, who is your first team all defense, man? My first team all defense, I have um, – I kind of – I had to switch it up because of the guard position. I got Patrick Beverly as my point guard. I'm going to put uh, Russell Westbrook as my shooting guard for this all purposes. I have Giannis as my small forward. I do have Anthony Davis as my power forward, and I have Rudy Gobert as my center. Okay. So my team for first team was I have Ben Simmons as my point guard. I have Marcus Smart as my shooting guard. I have Kawhi Leonard as my small forward. Giannis Antetokounmpo is my power forward, and Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. is my center. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your Ben is pretty nice. Why you put him as small Ben forward, is though? awesome, man. But the thing is, Ben I know, is I know, listed but as you point put him guard. Point ben is guard. listed as a point guard too, though. So yeah, that's why. Is I, he? Yeah. Yeah. Ben plays point oh. guard a lot for that team. So yeah. He ba- and he basically like just guards like all five positions pretty much. And you know, we've both been frustrated by his offensive game and stuff like that. Very but, yeah, frustrated. I think defensively, he's pretty much just like. He's like I think someone who's just like amazing on defense, man. He can pretty much guard every position. He's so big, so strong, so athletic. Uh, yeah, he just gets after it on defense, man. And then yeah, the rest of the team, yeah, Marcus Mark, Kawhi Leonard, Jonas, you know, Gobert, all good players. You you you, you really like uh, Patrick Beverly? Um, I like Patrick Beverly, but I kind of tend to reward. I think personally for me, guys who like carry their teams a little bit more and stuff like that too right like i think patrick beverly is basically like what the fifth maybe the sixth guy on the clippers right and he's kind of like i see him as more being like a specialist or something like that and i guess you can say marcus smart is that too but i think marcus smart is just such an undeniably good defensive player that i had to put him on the first team and then who is your rookie the team then man first team all rookie okay i'm a first team all rookie i have jaw Mm -hmm. as my um point guard I couldn't, and this is going to sound really, really bad. I didn't really like any shooting guards. I um, I really like any small forwards. But I want to put, I have to put, um, I want to put uh, RJ Barrett as my small forward because I need uh, Zion as my power forward. Okay. And then uh, for my center, Taco! Fall. Oh. Okay, um, and then so you didn't. What was your who's your shooting guard? Then you, I think you said four people, right? Yeah, I said four. I didn't really like any of the shooting guard. I'll be real with you. The shooting guard class, um, you can say another point guard, it doesn't have to be like a shooting guard, it's just two guards. So I'm traditional like that. Okay, <laughs> if you just want to name four people, I guess so. <laughs> I actually, I, I, I actually have a similar thing. I put two point guards in my first team, and I put John Morant and Kendrick Nunn as my guards. And then I put Brandon Clark uh, from the Grizzlies and Zion as my forwards, and then P and then PJ Washington. I actually didn't put a center on this. I just put three forwards because you're allowed to on the rookie team. Yeah, you uh, really are not feeling RJ Barrett to be a Nick fan. Yeah, I mean I like him. Is just what I'm saying is just that he was very inefficient this year. He really struggled at the free throw line. He struggled shooting threes and stuff like that. I have no beef against uh, I have no beef against RJ, and I think that he can be a very good player, and he can be a good player he once he's developed and stuff like that but I see his ceiling as being like a DeMar DeRozan type of guy you know where he's I don't think he's ever going to be like the best player on a championship team or even like the second best player I think at best he's going to be a third banana and the Knicks are still looking for I think their franchise superstar of the future I think is personally what I think yeah I was gonna pick homeboy from a Duke that ran with Zion that year but I Cam Reddish wasn't really yeah, camera. I, I like. Him, I like his game, man. He was he struggled early in the year, but I would have. I would have voted for him if he hadn't struggled so much earlier in the year. But yeah, he really picked it up, man. And I think that next year, I think I kind of expect him to kind of take a leap because he's take over. Yeah, yeah, he's already very good on defense, and you know he doesn't have to be like a twenty-five point a game scorer because they already have that in Trey. If he can just be like a solid three and D wing for that team, that's like a perfect fit for Trey. I think he's a perfect fit for, for Trey on that team. So yeah, well, yeah I put I I put Cam Ranch in my at my shooting guard position <laughs> then I guess because I mean he don't I mean Trey I mean Trey's ridiculous good right so um, yeah yeah for sure okay so yeah I think that was good I think you know we mostly agreed on a lot of things I you know I hope mm-hmm. we. 
kept the unnecessary debates to, to as low as they possibly could be. But, you know, we disagree on a lot of stuff, too. So, you know, hopefully we really do. Yeah, happen. because I know a lot of you guys have been saying, like, we agree on a lot of things. Y'all don't really understand when we we really disagree about everything. It's just that we have to keep it at a minimum because we could talk about one subject yeah, for about two hours. Yeah, if that happens, then we just get like start arguing back and forth and, you know, making all sorts of, you know, and just kind of getting <laughs> going nowhere pretty much and then getting the podcast stuck on random stuff that doesn't happen to you know people do patreon a lot maybe if we're successful enough we can start a patreon that's just us like yelling at each other <laughs> and people exactly who, people way. who are interested can pay like five dollars a month to listen to an episode of us yelling at each other for a week or something like that so yeah i don't know so i think that's pretty much it or do you have anything else dex hey mike dicka fuck you there you go what did he say i, I hadn't seen anything about that something about black lives matter maybe he's uh, that, uh, yep, that's, a, that's the kind of, like that's the kind <laughs> of thing that i feel like Mike you already say, know so. yeah. yeah 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 he was talking about um how you know because you know my dick is part of the the uh the women's uh, football league oh i didn't know that. and um yeah, he is. And so um, I guess he was asked about, you know, players kneeling or whatever. He's like, well, if I was head of the NFL, if I have it any way in this women's league, it's unpatriotic not to stand for the flag and kneeling and this and this and that. I'm old school. So, you know what? I really don't care how this is perceived, whatever, whatever. So guess what? Mike Dicka, fuck you. So, yeah, that's that's my that's my take on that one. But, yeah, I don't know if you read it, but, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't seen that, man, but I agree with that. Fuck off, Mike Dicka. And then... Um yeah, do you have anything else, or is that pretty much it? WNBA, W, I, I cannot get off without saying WNBA. Y'all, y'all doing y'all thing. I watched the games; is amazing. Yeah, shout out to them. Uh, I, I seen Sabrina do her uh, her first little game. I mean, she didn't score a lot, but man, she was nice. Like just moving around, just seeing them move, moving, moving. I like the jerseys. You know, the Brianna Taylor on the on. You know, they got their names, but they got Brianna Taylor underneath their names. And you know, WBA like one of the. You know, I like NASCAR. I think NASCAR kind of slowed down. I need to see more of that same energy earlier. That you know earlier now, but the WNBA never relinquished. You know that that energy, and they they've been the forefronts of you know you know still pushing for social. Justice justice so you know hats off my taps off to the WNBA the women their players they're doing amazing the the games are so fluid like everything about the WNBA I'm feeling right now so yeah hats off to the WNBA yeah and I actually wanted to say uh, hats off to baseball players too man this isn't something that I was yes, like definitely this isn't something that I was expecting to say at all but a lot of them were kneeling and stuff like that man so I was happy I was happy for that because baseball is kind of known as being like those are like probably the most like country dudes who are like in a sport that's besides like besides like NASCAR would you agree with that yeah yeah yeah. yeah, I well, I well, I actually feel like it's uh, well, country guys, yes, like just like you know, just standard, you know, white guy. Yeah, that, baseball you know, has become a much sport. wider sport over the past like few decades, over the past few decades. So yeah, because I kind of feel hockey is more. I think it goes NASCAR than hockey, then go baseball. But I would definitely put baseball in top three of like you know more of that you know that type of you know sport and you know and only why I'm, I'm, I'm just petty about baseball right now because the giants i don't know i've i've been on this podcast with you so i don't know if they beat the giants right now the giants got the series two to one right now for the opening thing so you know we lost two games we won yesterday hopefully we won and i probably won't be so petty about it all right man so that's pretty much it from us um you know give us five stars on itunes guys comment like, review, share, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, do it, do it. Questions for uh, steroids are good podcast at gmail.com. That's pretty much it. And I'll talk to you next week, Dex. Bye. Thank you.